You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from onstage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza, fortnightly we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello everyone and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different, but before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and the Tabal people of Ugera, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live and record and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. So today... Um, look, we're going to be very honest with you. Uh, Eliza and I are very burnt out right now. Um, we have been full speed, nonstop since the beginning of the year, um, constantly churning out content. Um, and also obviously on top of that, I work, uh, multiple jobs. I work like three different jobs. Um, I have also been doing shows. I've also been writing shows and obviously Eliza is doing some seriously intense full-time study at the Queensland Conservatorium. Um, absolutely killing it in her second year of her Bachelor of Music Theatre. Why, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I don't want to say, I feel like it's such a negative connotation, but peas get degrees. That's peas how I got through degrees. mine. Because um, at the end of the day, you're still learning and you will always be learning. But for today's episode, we decided we're just, we're just going to chill. Don't worry. This is not the end of guests or anything like that. We have quite a few lined up. We decided that tonight we're going to have a bit of a bevy. We are. And um, we're having a bit of a bevy. I've got my $9 uh, <laughs> Bank Rock Station Pink Moscato 2021. What have you got, yes. Eliza? So I actually went a little bit bougie because I was like, oh, we're Ooh. having a bit of a boozy podcast girls night. Yeah, um, a little bit of goss. So I ended up going with my favorite drink, which is a French martini. I think that's what it's called. Oh it's it. got, I know, I fully went out. I went out of my way. I went out of the house today after editing um, a podcast episode this morning. And I got myself an orange juice, came back, mixed it all together. It's usually with pineapple, but beggars can't be choosers at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> so I ended up getting <laughs> <laughs> some orange juice. Does it taste... correct, no, but it tastes pretty good and it's got alcohol in it, so... And it will do the job, it will do the job. Um, And, like, look, it's not as if, like, you have um, a boyfriend that is a bartender. Um, And obviously, if if he was not very unwell today, I'm sure he would have stepped up his game as he did at your 21st and, like... Do a, do a full little soiree for us and mix all of our drinks, but... Exactly. We're we're doing what we can with what we've been provided. Um, Mm -hmm. And we... We're just going to have a bit of a chat, a life update. But we did also post on our Instagram stories last night, ask us anything. Um, and Jesus Christ, can I say, <laughs> you guys went nuts. Um, we're not going to be able to answer them all. Uh, there's just not, I mean, like we could, but we'd be here for hours because knowing us, there's going to be a lot of divulging. Um, so thank you so much. We got so many so many questions we love you guys we love you and keep up this energy if you like what we're doing tonight we'll do it again please like actually let us know um because we will we will do it in future we're literally here our full-on naked faces 
in our comfy cozies. Just we're just having we're just having a chat. We're just you know having a chat. We might do a cheeky face mask later, but I'm not sure if we'll get to that. We'll see. We'll I see. mean, look, we'll see. We'll see how much of the tea we have to get through. What are we going to spill today? So we did decide, though. The question we were going to start with was, of course, submitted to us. Um, oh yes. Bye. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who it's who it's from because <laughs> I feel like it would be pretty self-explanatory. The first question that we received was, "Is that deep dive co-host single?" He sounds dreamy. So, so funny you should ask random stranger that's definitely not Gareth Isaac. Um, But Gareth is 100% single and ready to mingle. Uh, And if you also weren't aware, he has just been cast in the uh, Mary Poppins uh, tour. So extremely successful, extremely charismatic, also extremely tall, taller than Eliza. Taller than me. Um, and I'm pretty tall, guys. So an absolute dreamboat. Like, I'm sure if uh, Eliza and I were single, you know, who knows what would happen. <laughs> but sadly, sadly, we are taken. Uh, Eliza loves her boyfriend. I love my girlfriend very dearly. Exactly. But um, yeah. Uh, he is definitely single and ready to mingle. And uh, we are the best wing people out there. So wing, wing you can call us wing women. Wing, wing, wing. wing how do you say that? <laughs> Wait, how do you say that? <laughs> how, Eliza, did you have one before that? Before now? Um, I think I might have started a little bit early. Uh. Tori took five minutes, and in five minutes, I'm I downed half of my alcoholic beverage. So I'm already. Well, half it's a drink okay. Ahead. I literally have an entire bottle sitting next to me. So you know what? It's fine. We'll catch up. Ooh, I love it. It's fine. I love it. Well, we definitely got some really juicy, juicy questions. Yes, um, I'm so excited. Tori and I were chatting, and we were thinking about this episode, and. We realized that we kind of want to get to know you guys more and you guys get to know us a little bit more. And it kind of is a little Mm. hard when we do the interviews. Like you do get to know us a little bit, but this is a bit more of a fun, everyday, learn what we're thinking kind of. Get to know us. Learn our deepest, deepest, our darkest secrets. <laughs> our deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, um, oh! I just read one. Oh, this is really. Is this the one about the con? No, <laughs> that one is. So I didn't notice that one, and I was like, "Oh, we got to do don't have it. to answer that one if, no, if you're worried." No, we've got to answer them. I think truthful. Okay. That's what we're doing here. We are doing some juicy, juicy, juicy ones. Well, you know what. I want to start with this one um, because I think it's hilarious. Um, but the question is, have you ever been in a showman? Yes. Wait. Oh, no, no. I haven't. I haven't I been in a showman. Yes, no, let me like... digress. Sorry. I just meant I love that question. Um, oh, okay. I've almost been in showmances. Oh, my God. I literally just remembered what yeah. you were talking about. Tori knows me too well. There's been so many times where I've had like mini like, no, crushes. I was like, you really haven't. No, I haven't. But there's been like mini crushes or like words yeah. said and you're like, huh, mm-hmm. are they into you? You don't know. And then you get confused and you're like, well, I'm not really into you, but then they might be into you and then you might be into them and then they're not into you. It's very confusing. Oh, Lord. But what about your showbands? Because I don't remember you ever having a showbands. Look, I don't, just because... <laughs> I don't know if it counts or not, okay, okay. but there's two. So obviously like in my, again, 
I don't know if either of these are technically showmances, but in my uni days, mm. there was definitely some stuff that happened, and I'm not going to go into details or talk about who, <laughs> but there was definitely... I know exactly um, who you're talking about. There was... Oh, yeah. There was definitely some stuff, because look, let's be real. When you find a, um, a guy that um, is really into theatre, this is really before I like discovered my queer journey, but when you, when you discover a guy who is, as far as you know, straight, uh, in theatre, um, it's an automatic boner. I can't, like, you, what, what can I say? And talented straight men in theatre are talented and not egotistical. So look, I'm, I'm again, not going to talk about who um, or when, but during my uni days, that was definitely Was there a specific some... show that you kind of like had something in? It wasn't a show. Well, like... Well, because like you do it shows. Was a, it was a particular like assessment, but we're not going to go into that. But before then, and again, this is like real young when I did Fame Junior so I would have been like 15 I want to say or 16 I had the biggest crush on and I cannot remember who he was playing and again I'm not I cannot name him there's no way it's not like he's gonna listen to this but you never know you know let's just call him Cooper Cooper okay (laughs) Cooper Trooper yeah let's call him Cooper and I was obsessed with him I was obsessed i didn't know guys this was my first ever like show no this was like my second or third show but this is my first show like outside of like school shows mm-hmm. i was obsessed his voice he had this like kind of like short bob curly hair like super athletic like really tan like really like beach boy mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he is like very gay now pretty sure he is very much batting for the other team but i digress <laughs> um and i was obsessed um, and he knew, he knew I, young little Tori was not subtle in any way, shape or form. And I was playing Maybelle Washington, um, who sings the world's biggest dancer. Um, so problematic now. Um, <laughs> and anyway, I think it was like on the final nights of shows, he came up to me right before I went on stage and the only thing, I think he said something like, you know, oh, maybe like after the show, like maybe we can like chat and like hang out and stuff. Um, all I can remember though from that moment was he had these insanely white teeth and all I could see in the darkness was his teeth. He's got the pearly whites that just drew you in. They were intense, but I was like absolutely infatuated and never spoke to him ever again ever again look that's um, kind of how it goes you kind of get into someone and then you're like no nah. and then you find better things exactly but then you also look back later and you're kind of like i get it but also honey you're gay <laughs> um you're very gay now um yeah i've um i've spotted another another question that i think is really the most important question of the night okay which is your go-to pasta? Oh my god! Okay, so this is hard. I, I automatically want like a carbonara because I love a creamy, but I also like love pesto. Oh my god! Yes, uh, a good pesto like with gnocchi. Mm. Oh, so good! My personal like favorite pasta is gnocchi, um, and then occasionally like fettuccine. But 
pesto is just so yours is like all of the above like every single pasta it's every single pasta but (laughs) if the option of pesto gnocchi is on a menu that's what you go that's what i'll go for you know what What we're really quite similar although my favorite Mm. what i eat every day funnily enough i just had pasta for dinner and i had a bolognese (laughs) i know Mm. right i'm just i knew what was on the table for tonight and yeah. But normally I would say a creamy mushroom chicken uh bacon sauce pasta is my piece de resistance. That was so will. descriptive. I, if I hadn't just had tacos, I would be hungry, but I did just have two giant tacos. Um <laughs> Look, I'm trying to become a better cook, but I'm also very late. Like, I always have these grand ideas, right? Like, last Mm. night, we recorded an interview. Somewhere in my brain during the last week, I went, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finish work at 5.45, come home, make broccoli soup from scratch, and then do a 7 o'clock interview. Broccoli soup? (laughs) Okay, don't knock it till you've tried it. It's delicious. Um, It's so good. Like, okay, so look, I know we don't really stand Leah Michelle here anymore because she's kind of a bad person. Um, But her recipe for green soup is really good. It's like garlicky and creamy. It's like not just broccoli. It's like broccoli, peas, potato, garlic, onion. It's real good. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. But I always try and be a really good cook. Um, and then it comes to like me getting home from work and I'm like, absolutely not in my cooking tonight. No, thank you. What was oh, I thinking? Definitely not. I, I go, no, thank you. I'm not much of a cook. I do enjoy it if I wasn't full time. But, mm. you know, I digress. I digress. All right. Hit me with another question. Okay. Ooh. Oh, there's so many good ones. Okay, well, okay, I'm going to ask you this one because this is one that only you can answer. Okay, I'm ready. Best and worst thing about the Queensland con. <gasps> oh my God, this is juicy. I saw this one and I, I was like, it. ooh, tee hee hee. Someone wants the actual tea, <laughs> don't they? Um, so. Tell us all. Let me tell you guys. I think um, for me, the best thing about the con is that the dancing, I'm enjoying it so much like I was not a dancer before this and it was always kind of my downfall and there was a few things that I was kind of just missing in my craft and honestly two of the best things was the dancing because now I can actually probably keep up in a dance call which is an exciting thing let's hope we get further with that we love that we love that the second thing oh I'm in love with my singing teacher um Kate Schumer (laughs) if you are listening to this she is literally a god. Um, improved my She was voice. in my callback. She was. She was. And um, you know what's so funny? She's She is so – she gives me the honest truth, and that's the best thing I think you can have in a singing teacher. But she's also, like, so lovely at the same time and super, like, supportive. One thousand percent. And literally parts of my voice that I was like, I'm never going to be able to sing soprano or like have that voice. She's like, no, you shall have it. Here are the tools. Um, So that's probably some of the best parts of it. Okay. And now the worst parts. The worst. Okay. I'm going to be really honest. I think you've got to be. I think the worst part is the workload um, and how tired and 
you are constantly. Uh, we all joke every week because we literally cannot walk up the stairs. Uh, we have this new ballet teacher currently who murders us every Monday and we do a tap boot camp after we do a ballet, well, ba- basically a ballet boot camp because she's tough. Uh, and then we can't walk for the rest of the week. <laughs> so our calves are just like screwed for the whole week um so i'd say physically that is the worst part and also materials of music who oh my god i don't know tori you can relate to this materials of music literally was like if i'm going to study again um please take my credits i refuse Uh uh-huh i have said this before i cried during my final exam yeah i Full on bawled my eyes out in front of the teacher in the room. And she was like, it's okay. Like, you're you're, going to pass. Like, it's okay. And I was like, I just hate it. I was like, I hate this (laughs) so much. Why do I need to do this to do music theatre? I would say the one thing that I think is so useful is that we do piano Mm. now, which I didn't do in our last one. That's the one thing that I was like, would be sick to learn it. But what I will say is, I've never learned piano before this. And so here's me in my weekends because we get these video assessments over the weekend and we have to spend the weekend doing this video assessment and then it's due. And she'll give us like, this is our first, well, not our first piano playing one, but we'll get like some piano playing to do. And it literally takes me the entire weekend just for the piano playing. Um, so any any future uh, pian- pianists? Pianists? Pianists. Pianists Pianists out there, get onto that before you get to uni. But it is amazing and I'm absolutely loving my time there. And if anyone is interested in chatting about the con, I mean, slide into my DMs. Always happy to help and chat about it. But yeah. Yeah. Eliza was a massive help for me with my auditions and I was lucky enough to get a call back. Um, And I was in a group of extremely talented people. But I see, I think that is so unfair to ask you to do assessments, like actual assessments over the weekend. Yeah, look, it can be a bit tough. But you know what? I'm grateful for every moment because I know that it is hard to do and to be there. And I'm very lucky. My year group is a very grateful bunch of human beings. So I'm very lucky Mm -hmm. to have their support constantly. But yeah, be grateful for where you are in life, guys. Honestly, that's all I can say yeah. on that. That's all. I digress. Okay. More questions. Mm. Um, ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh, I want to ask you one. <gasps> oh, this one's juicy. Okay. okay. I'm just going for wait, the juicy wait, ones. I'm pouring. She's pouring. Ah! I'll, I'll take a sip. I've now finished my drink. This is a predicament, isn't it? Oh, no. This is why I just had an entire bottle of wine sitting next to me. Teehee. Uh, okay. What show do you think needs to stop being produced? I was literally looking at this question (laughs) and thinking about it. There are so many that I think we just don't. Okay, so I don't think it is so much. There are definitely shows I think should just be not produced anymore. Yes. Um, But it's more so for me than anything is they can keep producing them, but they have to... Do something with it. Don't just do the exact same show the exact same way. Agreed. Like, we were literally talking to Caitlin Koprovec last night about this. Literally. Diverse casting. It changes the story entirely. And so unless you're doing something different with it, if you're agenda-bending roles, if you're putting diverse, if you're casting true people in the show, um, I guess how I 
personally look at it. Um, please <laughs> call me out if you think that's wrong. But I think like true people, like yes. people that we see every day of our lives are the people that I want to see on stage. Um, people of color, different body diversity, neurodiversity, disability. Like I, I just want to see on stage the people we see every day in our lives. What show do you think? Okay, tell me. I find this is the show I I dislike the most. Are you going to say Mamma Mia? I literally am going to say Mamma Mia. I dislike it the most, but do you know why? I saw Angadine's version of Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, I actually like this because they treated the text with such um, incredible relationship building that I believed it. But every production I have seen of Mamma Mia just makes me squirm in my seat because it's so fake. Like, they just don't invest in the text it's or, also like, read it properly. always, like, I think one of the l- least diverse shows done. A hundred percent. And it could be. It's always – and it's not, it's not a thing of – talent it's not like we're saying that the people cast in these shows are not talented they are very talented not about talent but but like we need we we need diversity because otherwise we're just seeing the same story a thousand times done in the same way um i think a show would possibly be hairspray Mm. um i hate I get it. what they've I get just it. done with this search for Tracy. Um, not a single curvy girl that I know made it through to that went to that uh, the search for Tracy day um, and made it to the next phase. Not a singular really? curvy girl. They were all skinny girls. Um, I could be wrong. Once again, feel free to call me out on that um, if I am completely incorrect. Um, and also it's probably just a cop out for them at the end of the day to go, oh, we couldn't find someone. So we're going to bring someone in from America or from Canada. Um, I just think that show, it has such a division in it. And I know that that's because it's the story that it's telling, but I feel like there are so many more diverse stories. I think that Hairspray in a way has its place in musical theatre history. I think that it was so important for what it stood for at the time it was Mm -hmm. made. And I think yeah. that that's the thing. I think that's a struggle because now we have, we're going through the years, right? And we get way more musical theatre and we have so mm-hmm. many to choose from. And people are like, don't do the classics and don't do this and don't do that. And the thing is, in order for other shows to run, like something comes before something in a lot of ways and paves the way for better shows that actually show that more. So I totally get what you yeah. mean. It's like, We'll just put more yeah. of those shows on than Hairspray. Yeah. And, like, I'm completely not against doing classics as long as there is a reason for you to do it. If you're just doing it because it's a classic, don't do it. I don't know. There are a lot of shows I think maybe shouldn't necessarily be done unless they look at them in a new light and ask mm-hmm. themselves why. That's the thing that absolutely shits me so much about some of the shows that I go see is that they just have not asked. They've gone, cool, this is really popular. Let's do this. Um, there's no reason for it. They've not done anything different with it. It's just people reenacting the person before them. And once again, all always really talented people. But, you know, if you're not doing anything different, it's not spicy. I'm not going to see it. Like, I'm not interested in seeing something that is whiter than me. Whiter than both of us. <laughs> yeah, we're both very white. We can't change um, that. 
No, we cannot change that. <laughs> okay, this one's going to be, I think, a little bit hard, but... <laughs> okay. Sum up each other in three words. Oh, my God. I love this. Okay. Number one, first and foremost, Disney. Through and through. <laughs> yeah. You are literally a Disney princess. And I am also uh, proudly a Disney adult. Thank you very much. Disney that will adult. be where I'll be taking my honeymoon. Thank you. Oh, my God. I actually mm. talked about that the other day with Rodney. I'm thinking about Disneyland for mine. Oh, my God. Let's get married at the same time and then go to Disneyland. Stunning. Stop it. <laughs> Rodney, Danielle, if you were listening, Please. we must get engaged at the same time same and time. married within the same year, therefore, to go on a honeymoon together. Thank you. To Disney. Um, I would say giving is another one. Like, Tori is oh, the most giving stop. person. Like, you'll be sick and she'll be like, what's your favorite food? And then she'll get something delivered to your doorstep just because she's just beautiful like that and kind. Like, she absolutely spoiled me on my birthday last year. She's just like, oh, yes. And she, like, organizes surprises and she's just gorgeous. And I would say hardworking with a hyphen because I can't do three words. I would say hardworking because she is constantly on the grind she works so hard for this podcast can i just say so props for props for tori we love it we love it that's my three words (laughs) stop i'm like so bright red i cannot take like anything (laughs) okay i think your three words i think um oh no i had the word in my head and now it's completely gone she's got no words i'm just i'm just wordless you take my breath away take your breath away (laughs) Okay, so breathtaking. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's not one of my three words. Okay, well, instead I will substitute with bubbly. Even when you are absolutely, like, dead and exhausted, you always have such great energy all the time. Thank you. Um, I don't know if calm is a good way to, like, describe Ooh. it, but, like, we've had so many instances where I've been, like, literally the other day my computer shat it. And we had the episode coming out in two days' time. Um, and Libby was at uni and I had to be like, hey, Eliza, can you... I, I was like, I've lost all of the edits that I've done. Can you completely... Wait, no, this is when I had COVID. Yeah, you had COVID. And I was like, can you completely re-edit this podcast in less than 24 hours? And she, very calmly, she literally, I think the messages were like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, send it over. And here's me, like, freaking out. And Eliza was just like, well, fuck me. Yep, let's get to it. And just, like, (laughs) jumped into it and got it done. And it was amazing. It was the death of me, slightly. I was, like, I was literally on my COVID death door. Like, you know, when you're just, like, in that scroungy, gross part of And then, because was it, was it me then you that got COVID? Yes, I got, no, I got COVID. No, so Gareth had COVID. COVID. And then we had literally... The night that Gareth got out of isolation, we had a podcast um, episode that night. And then I tested positive the next morning. And then after I finished mine, Tori then had COVID. I was like, everyone is giving each other COVID through the interweb. And that is scary. (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, we didn't come in contact with you. You were the only person I knew that had had COVID. Literally. Um, And okay, what would be my third word? There are so many... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to hyphenate a word and say beautifully determined because you're beautiful uh, inside and out and you're very determined to just like make shit happen. So thank you. That's cheers to us. Cheers. 
is. I've got nothing left in my drink. Oh, you're empty. Anyway, I've got to, I've got to fill up my drink. I feel like I can't okay, continue. Okay. For the viewers at home, just shaking the cocktail. Oh my God. I know, look Stop at me. it. Oh shit, I nearly lost it. I'm back with a drink. Oh, All right. Ready to get further drunk. Okay, you get to pick the next one. Oh, I do. What's a musical you could pretty much go straight into because you know it so well? I could 100%. Okay, so I, look, I'm going to give two answers. And they're so incredibly opposite. Okay. I could so easily go on for Hades Town in literally, I think, any role. <laughs> um, except for Hades, uh, because I cannot sing that low, but I could do it. I could try. Um, that is, like, on a daily uh, roster for me of listening to that show because I am fucking obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, so I could I could, I could, could go on per, for Persephone. I could go on for Eurydice. I could go on mm. for... Um, the fates. I could even go on for our main boy. What's he called again? I'm too drunk. Oh I'm like getting a little tipsy at this point. So I've absolutely forgotten his, his name. Hey, the big artiste. He's the, the high pitched male. He's the male soprano. Uh, Eurydice and Orpheus. Mm. There we go. Orpheus. Orpheus. Yeah. Um, and then the other one on the entirely different end of the scale. I could absolutely smash out Elwood's in Legally Blonde. Oh my or god! I could see I, you doing L in Legally Blonde. Oh my god! I could totally do L if they were interested in doing diverse body casting. Have you seen a the UK one L. though? The new UK. I have seen the L the UK. Is, she is a curvy, she's a woman curvy of color. Woman. She is absolutely divine. That entire cast is amazing. Also, can we just take a quick moment? to appreciate um, all of the casts of six in the UK and the US currently because yes. holy shit are they diverse. Oh, really like, good. Really good. They are, the UK are doing it right. There is always room for improvement, but they are making strides and it is amazing. We need to get on a plane to the UK because they're doing something right. Um, oh, I guess um, for me... A show that I could literally just do. Oh, it's got to be something that I like listen to religiously in the car. I mean, oh, I think I could get through some of the numbers in Hamilton. Just going to put it in there. I don't think I could do it all to get through some of them. Would anyone want to watch that? Definitely not. We would be the whitest Absolutely Alexander the whitest Hamiltons. Alexander Hamiltons. And it would never happen. And I hope it never would happen. <laughs> We would just be glowing on that stage with how mm-hmm. wide we are. But. I'll have to go back to the drawing board. We've been chatting for quite a while, so people, yeah, you know, people at home might want to know some more juicy, mm. juicy, juicy goss before we leave them. What if we do a rapid fire question round? Okay. Go to audition songs. Oh, um, audition songs plural. Great. Um, how did we come to this from the wild party? Depending, uh, morning person from Shrek. Probably my two go-to audition songs. Mine is Lost in the Brass from Band Geeks. And, oh, oh my goodness. I definitely have done I'm Not Afraid of Anything too many times. Um, It is now not my go-to song, but I've done it many a time. So I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Favorite theater moment ever 
favorite theater moment ever or or it was actually this play um and it was oh I don't know the name of the play but it was about uh the first settlers in Australia and it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my whole life if you're out there and you've seen it it was at QPAC a very long time ago it's also on Netflix as a miniseries that was be mine a favorite theater moment ever would be the revival. I got to saw the, oh my God, English. I got to see the revival of Once on This Island on Broadway. Holy shit. The most Ooh. moving, phenomenal show I've ever seen. That production value, just uh, chef's kiss. Ooh, Amazing. So good. Okay. If you could interview anyone, who would it be? Oh, 100%. Carrie Hope Fletcher. We all know this. Wait, no. Carrie Hope Fletcher or Christy Altamore or both at the same time. Oh, my God. I think I would die. Oh, I don't know what mine would be. I think Lindsay Mendez. I would literally die if we got to interview her. I think um, just you said a couple of mines. Now I'm like, oh, shit. Um, Yes, I will just say Lindsay Mendez and Adina Menzel because... I just love Frozen. That's all. Okay, dream roles. Go. Oh, uh, well. We're going we're gonna to limit it to three. Okay, three. Uh, I put up four fingers, but we're going to limit it to three. <laughs> three. Three. Okay. Funnily enough, one of mine is Ellen in Miss Saigon. The other one is like hands down Alphaba in Wicked. It's, it, I'm mm-hmm. willing it into mm-hmm. my existence one day. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh my god, other dream role. You know what? I'm gonna say F it. I wanna play Heather Chandler one day in Heather's. Cause like why That's not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely one day. It's just not my cast type at all, but why not? Like, let's go there. I mean, look, let's get some let's let's get some choice casting up there. Let's make some. Exactly. Let's, let's make some changes. I'm a brunette. Um <laughs> I just love every role. I don't know about you. I'm just like, I would kill to play anything. There are so many roles that I would like love to play. Anya is like a massive dream one. Um, I I would really enjoy playing Dawn and Waitress. I think that yes. would be so much fun. Um, I mean, also like Christine Dio. Oh. Okay, your turn. Oh, dream role you know you won't play. Oh, this is good. Oh, so many of them because unless they start c- c- casting more diversely. Um, Elle, Elle Woods. I will never play Elle Woods. I was literally going to say Elle Woods. I was going to say Elle Woods, Legally Blonde. Same wavelength. Same wavelength. Um, 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 favorite memory performing on stage. Oh, Lordy Jesus Christ. Um, honestly, my favorite memory performing on stage was the first time I did Beautiful in front of an audience in Heathers. Because I was like... Fuck it, you know, it was a very fuck it moment because I had too much pressure at the time and I just went, let's just enjoy this bitch. And yeah, it was pretty fun. It was a good time. Amazing. Yeah, what about okay. you? Mine is, I would say it's actually pretty recent. Um, I mean, doing the entirety of Alice, uh, which is a new Australian yeah. musical, was phenomenal. But doing the tea party every fucking night with the amazing um, M and Lincoln um, as the Dormouse and Mad Hatter was just absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, that show meant so much to me. It was my first show back post-COVID. Um, and it, the show was just very special to me. Um, and getting that final night 
God. I got to have so much freedom and just go absolutely, like, I feel like anyone that knows me knows that I'm, I'm batshit crazy. Um, I'm, I'm a really weird individual. Um, and I got to go absolutely nuts with this role and, and make it crazy. And so I just, I'm so thankful to, to Andy and to Jess for giving me that space to play and have fun and go nuts with it. And I think that's, I think it's like my favorite, like getting to do that was amazing and just so much fun. And so rewarding. So, so good. Um, dream role that you will play. Like you feel it in your bones. You know you will play one day. Oh, God. This is like really shining through my like uh, really bad self-confidence. I think. Can I give you an example of what mine is? I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't know. I just realized what another one of my absolute dream roles that I'm like, I will play this one day. Um, mm. is Muriel in Muriel's wedding. I'm like, yeah. in my bones, I go, yes, that is a role that I will play one day. So that'll See, be mine. Oh, it's hard because I know, I think I know what I would play, but it's not like the role that I necessarily like is my big one. I know in my bones I would play Cinderella in some iteration of Cinderella. Um, whether yes. it's, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein, whether it's in Sondheim. Into the Woods. Mm. Um, whether it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, Cinderella, even though I know there were very unpopular opinions of that show. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. The new one. I think, uh, I know one day I will play Cinderella. I also know one day I will play Anya. I'm determined to play Anya. You know what? You've got to speak it. Yeah. You've got to speak these things into existence, guys. This is us manifesting yeah. our dream roles. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we do one more okay one more last one of the whole night oh my god yes okay final question first show you saw which made you love theater well mine is the most generic thing ever which is the me in my entirety of answering most of these questions but i think my first well funnily enough the first thing I ever saw was The King and I, and I used to watch it on repeat every single time I went to my grandparents' house. But the show that made me go... So that was what made me fall in love with musical theatre, but what made me want to do musical theatre was definitely seeing Wicked when I was like... Mm-hmm. I think I was an impressionable 16-year-old, I would say, and I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I want to sing like this. Um yeah. Which is most people. So, yeah, a little generic, but it'd be wicked. No, I love it. So I would say my um, the first show that you saw which made you love theatre would be Phantom. I saw it probably way too young to be seeing Phantom, let's be <laughs> honest. But uh, that overture Oof. started, that chandelier went up, and I started bawling my, my fucking oh. eyes out. Um, the show that made me go, yes. That right there is what I will do. Would be wicked. Once again, I have very visceral reactions to really good... um, Orchestration? Oh my god, what is it? Yes, but... What's it called? The first song of the show. (laughs) The Overture. Yeah. So I have really visceral reactions to Overtures. um, And Overture for Wicked absolutely stumped me the first time I saw it. I, no matter how many times I see that show, I will still cry every time the overture comes on. But that is where we will end today's episode. Um, 
Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much. We did not even get through like half of the questions, but this was amazing. This was so much fun. And just to catch up and for you guys to get to know a little bit more about us, if it's something you're interested in having more of, please let us know. Um, if you hated it, uh, don't let us know. Um, <laughs> we don't need that negativity in our lives. Um, we just had a fun night. We will be back to our regularly scheduled interviews in two weeks time. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, I loved every second of it. And I love you, Eliza. You're I love best you, co-host ever. We also love you, Gareth. We know you're not here, but you're here in spirit. We, we do. Thank you all so much for being here. We love you endlessly, and we thank you so much for your support. And if you do like us, please make sure that you uh, rate and review our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It, help us out. it helps us out more than you know. Um, so please do that. Um, and slide into our DMs. Let us know what you thought of this episode. But uh, until next time, stay happy, happy, and safe, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.